been a while, but we're back. Yes, we Fano, are. Welcome yes. back. Hey, it's been a I don't know month. So, <laughs> GPS the guy. That's where you are. If you're lost, <laughs> yeah. welcome back. We're glad you're here too. Daniel Sanders, Stefano Patterson, Ryan Gotro. Today, very special guest, maybe the most controversial guest we've ever had on, Mr. Ooh. Jay Robinette. Wow. Ooh, I like that. What yeah. an intro. <laughs> My that, goodness. Controversial. That, uh, you know, we're going to get into some church music <laughs> later on, I think. And uh, Jay's right in the middle of all that. So. <laughs> yeah. sure just, just bringing it. Sure, that's what he wants to talk about. Do we have <laughs> analytics to see, like, when they quit listening? Is that, is uh, that possible? Yeah, okay. depending on the platform they listen to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it just dropped off. Yep. There, we go. there it is. But uh, we're glad you're here. GPSToGod.com. That's the website. Check us out. You can shoot us an email mailroom at gpstoguide.com. You know that if you've been listening, if you have have not been listening, welcome. Shoot us an email. Let us know. We want to hear from you. All right, let's do it. We're going to start with something a little crazy, maybe controversial. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's do it. I, the I title of the theme. episode? Yeah, I sense a Controversy? Theme. Maybe. maybe. That could be, yeah. Stirring the pot. And we're not even talking NFL playoffs yet. We've <laughs> got a lot to cover, man. Duval. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll hit those in a minute but let, let's start with some, oh, some new math Terrence Howard do you all know who the actor yeah. Terrence yes. Howard is yeah. I heard this listening to another podcast so I don't know if it's true but I'm, I'm going to take it as true that he is a uh, I, fan is probably not the right word but a proponent of a, a new math I don't know if it's new or if it's super old but I had mm. not heard of it and it has a name I forget but the biggest thing that stuck out to me was one times one equals two. Mm. Okay. One times one equals two. They're saying that is like a fact? That's, like that that's correct? Yes. What is one plus one? <laughs> who who are these people that are making that? One plus that, one is still saying. two? Yeah. But he's saying if you have one of anything and uh, you multiply it one time, you now have two of them. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, but that'd be multiplying it by the factor of two. No, he's saying it's one. If I have one of these and I multiply it one time by another one, I have I now have two of those items. So basically, he's messing up the the definition of <laughs> multiplication and addition. Yeah. Sounds but, like I it. mean that part when you say it kind of like that, I was like, I can get on board with that <laughs> one. I think. What is his like? Does he have a gain I, for this? I have no idea. Okay. I mean, that, that I just don't. Yeah. I was not taking I notes know. when I was listening to this podcast. Sure, right? but that, sure. but what podcast are you listening to, by the way? <laughs> it was our... Uh, needs to be brought up. That, I think that was our friend Brian Bates. I think that was on okay. their podcast. Oh, right. I got you. Right. I but, got you. Uh, Is that why it got cut after the first Iron Man? It may be. <laughs> they were like, no, nah, we, can't, we can't do this. <laughs> can't get on board. Yeah, no. I've heard two versions of why he got cut out of Iron Man. One was yep. they tried to pay him less money for the second one, and he was like, mm. no, I'm out. Yeah. And then the other one was uh, like the studio's decision to replace right. him. Interesting. But, yeah, he huh. wasn't going to get RDJ money. Yeah. Not <laughs> at all. No, not at all. No. Interesting. I, I thought that was a... One times one equals two. And there was he's like, if you have two or something and you multiply it two times, you have four. He said the same thing. If you have one and you multiply it one time, you have two. Okay. I, I love the insanity of it, but <laughs> it is a hard no. Like I, I understand what he's trying to say, but right. it's like I've been drilled so long to say that's <laughs> not correct. That is not a fact. That it's 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 impossible to understand. Right. 
Interesting. Oh, wow. yeah. It's been on my brain for three weeks or however, however Controversy. long it's been since we yeah. have not uh, recorded. I think yeah. people are just running out of stuff to think about and talk yeah. about. So let's just make up <laughs> stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I agree. Interesting. So that's might, not, might as well get thing. the football controversy out of the way. Football got an Eagles fan. Got a Jaguars yeah. fan. Yes, sir. Separate, separate conferences. <laughs> will y'all meet in the Super Bowl? That would be... Ooh, a rematch? Be, that would be great. A rematch would be, be fun. Would green be on green. Green on green. You know, we could actually, and Gardner Minshew could start, and it could be <laughs> former Jaguar <laughs> versus Jaguars. <so. laughs> it could be. It I don't think be. you want to see that, well, though. Well, that'd, be, that'd be, yeah. I don't, <laughs> I'd rather Gardner stay. Yes. Yeah. Hold the clipboard. Yeah. Yeah. Hold the, uh, it's I not a clipboard love anymore. The guy. I love his confidence. I really do. Yeah. Twirling I mean, his mustache. I think, he, I think he's still going to, I think he'll find a place next year. Oh, yeah. I think he will. I think so. I think he will. There's going to be a lot of a lot of shuffling. Mm-hmm. Oh, there'll be a, a lot, lot of shuffling for gonna sure. It's going to be fun. I mean, seriously, it's going to be a, yeah. be interesting. The city of Jacksonville is just lit right now, though, I will say, yeah. talking to friends and family that are still there. Sure. Uh, you cannot find any Jaguar <laughs> apparel to buy in uh, the city of Jacksonville right now, which has never been the case. Um, That's awesome. So, yeah, so That's we're awesome, excited. Man. It's so, going to be fun. As we bit. record this, it's January 18th. Mm-hmm. Yes. Round yep. one of the playoffs just finished this past weekend. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the Jags were down big, 24 to 7 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Came back and won the game. All right. Eagles haven't played yet, but they're not played they're yet. up this weekend. Let's hear it's gonna be several weeks before this episode airs. So let's round, hear some predictions. Oh, round one is wild card though. Is that correct? Is that basically wild card round super yeah. they call it the super wild card yes. now. So yes. oh my goodness. Because they yeah. yeah, the extra team. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. yes. But for predictions. Sure. I, I mean, I I you know, I'm a I'm a very realistic Eagles fan. So I don't <laughs> I don't really know. It'd be tough. We beat the Giants twice already, and everybody said, it's really tough to beat somebody three times. So we'll see. We'll so see. You, you don't Things wanna, don't want them, want them on paper or anything. I never predict. You, you don't want to predict? I never predict Eagles games. Mm. I'm going to say they, they're at least in the conference championship. Really? I'll make a prediction for you. Okay. Minimum hey. conference championship. Hey, that's a win. Ooh. That's a win. Strong. Like that's, that. that's very that's very strong. I appreciate it. Titans are out. I'm not paying attention anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you quit paying attention uh, months ago. Yeah, right. Yeah. They've been out they for went a down, long They went downhill. They were in. They were in. When, when they had to go up against the Jags over here, I was like, yep, we're done. <laughs> after your first 10 games, you're 7-3. and three. <laughs> Yeah. And after 17 games, you still only have seven wins. <laughs> yep. Something went wrong. Downhill. Tough. Downhill tough. fast. Yeah. Rebuilding. Rebuilding those Titans. Sounds like something Tennessee would say. Yeah. They, they did hire a new I mean, GM they, today. They did. They did, yeah. 49ers. Yeah. So that's a say. We'll see. Good luck. <laughs> did you you I know you're a diehard Jacksonville fan, so yeah. you you watched the entire entire thing. Entire thing. How were you? Uh did you did so you have any moment to where you thought that it was not over? When they scored the touchdown right before halftime, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, we got a shot. Because at mm-hmm. that point, it was, uh, I think it was 27 to 7 then. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was like, they're pretty much going to have to score on every play and mm-hmm. stop them every play for us to have a chance to win. 
And so I was like, so there's a chance. Right. And they came back and beat the Cowboys. They were down 17 to the yeah. Cowboys and came yeah. back and beat them beat in overtime. overtime. Yeah. So they've done it right. every year. And their nickname back in the 90s with Brunel and Baselli oh, yeah. uh-huh. were the Cardiac Cats yeah. because it always came down to the last play, yes. which is it's fun and not fun. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, well, they've kind of been the Cardiac Cats again right. this year. So I was like, there's For a chance. Sure. And so... Yeah. When, when they came out hot and Trevor started dealing, yeah. and then I was like, Good old ah, sunshine. Yeah, yeah, sunshine. Sunshine was... He was cooking. He was cooking, and it was a beautiful thing to watch. And uh, <laughs> uh, I was high-fiving the air because there's not a lot of teal watch parties around uh, in this area. And uh, so, but I'm excited about this weekend. I'm excited Indeed. to see if they can take down the giant uh, gotcha. known as the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I'm going to predict they will. So wow. here we go. I think wow. it, it's going to snow. It's going to be terrible weather. All right. Jags have a better running game than yeah. Kansas City. So I'm going to say 27, 24 Jags. Now that's a prediction. Wow. That is wow. a prediction. That, yeah. That's Saturday, right? Is that yeah. Saturday? Saturday at 4 30. You heard they're going to have watch parties at gotcha. Waffle House tonight. Did you, yeah. <laughs> did yes. you entertain going <laughs> to the game, Jay? I did. I actually entertained going to the Titans Jags oh, game. Oh, really? Okay. And so. But then I was just like, no. I was I like, the travel. And it. I don't think that stadium has ever been more packed the past two weeks. They. Right. I think it was the first time in Jags history they sold standing room only tickets. Oh, wow. That's and I think they That's had, impressive. Yeah, I think they had 70,000. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so the tarps were finally gone. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so people filled it up. And uh, so, yeah, I, I thought about going. And you know, if they make it to the Super Bowl. Interesting. I'm going to have to pray hard about that one. So <laughs> take out take out some of the savings and see what see what we can do for that. I understand. Mm-hmm. I, was wa- I watched the first half of that Jags game last mm-hmm. week. And after the fourth interse- interception, I was, I was like, nah, I'm going to send Jay a text. I'm like, no, I mean, it's, it's just. <laughs> never know. Like, I, I don't want right. to mess anything. Like, right. I still want to be friends of after course. this game. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I did turn it off yeah. at halftime. Mm-hmm. Didn't even know they won till the next morning. I yeah. Like, oh my goodness! I should have yeah. stayed and watched because I was. Yeah. I don't know what I did the rest of the night, but it was yeah. not as interesting as the second half. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Of that game. Yeah. I got a lot of apologies on Sundays. <laughs> on Sunday, uh, I'm because, sure you got bombarded. Yeah, with a lot of DMs mm. on Instagram. <laughs> uh, people sending me uh, some some not so nice messages, <laughs> and then I woke up Sunday getting ready for church and uh, got a lot of oh my bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. That's right. It is your bad. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Speaking of Brian Bates, I heard him say he put a tweet out at halftime. Uh, Jags were going to face somebody. I can't remember the joke, but he made a joke about them losing big, mm-hmm. was getting retweeted and all this stuff. <laughs> and then when they lost, he said he was getting blasted. Sure. Yeah. Oh, my I'm goodness. Sure. Jaguar Twitter is undefeated. <laughs> it's so undefeated. they don't come after him. So nobody wants that heat. Speaking of undefeated, did you see that uh, statistic about Trevor or whatever about um, undefeated on Saturdays? Undefeated on Saturdays, college, high school, everything. He's never been beat on a Saturday. And we're playing the Chiefs on a Saturday. (laughs) So there might be a change. Who knows? Hope not. That's a cool cool stat, I think. It is a cool stat. Yeah, it is cool. Well, that's all the controversy I have for. Started off hot, man. Yeah. It's good. Lot to live up to. Well, it might still get day. hot. I don't. I, th- I don't think it's going to get hot in here. We'll <laughs> right. see if we can get some listeners hot. Though. There we go. Yeah. 
let's let's talk a little bit about some church music. Let's okay. do it. So yeah. Jay, for those of you that don't know Jay, he is a worship pastor. Yeah. He leads music in a church. Yeah. Is that what you do? It is what I do. <laughs> he Not is, a lot of people know. He he has led me. Well, you know, this is going to be international, so there's going to be people that, that, that don't know you. So. He is, you know, has led know. music in large mega churches, has led music in small oh, yeah. churches, medium churches, all the yeah. whole gamut. Yep. What is something, we're, we're going hot and heavy right here. All right. Something that a normal churchgoer would not know goes into music at a church. Whew. I don't think they understand all the planning that goes behind putting a, a set list of songs together. I think a lot of people think that we just randomly pick songs. Uh, like, what's the the top 10 on iTunes or Spotify? What's the top 10... Uh, in the in the Christian world for copyright licensing, you have CCLI, and so there's a top ten on CCLI that are the tops the top ten to a hundred songs that are being played at all churches around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people think we just pick like the top songs or what's on uh, your if somebody's still listening to uh, Christian radio, uh, they listen to the Fish or <laughs> or some of those that are out K-Lo. there. Kalo, Kalo, yeah, um. We're not sponsored, by the way. No, but um, we are open. You can email mailroom at gps to God. See, there you go. Caleb, make it happen. Um, and so a lot of people think that we just go and look at what the top songs are, or we're looking for songs that have an easy beat uh, and an easy melody for people to sing along to. And it's there's so much more uh, into the planning of songs. And so usually, uh, if you're a good worship pastor, um, you are going to wait for direction from your lead pastor. And so you want to see what the lead pastor is doing first. You want to you wanna see what the series is, series title. You want to look at what his main scripture references are going to be. And once you start to get enough information from your lead pastor, then you can dig into, okay, what are some, some songs that are going to fit into this theme, this series, um, uh, a specific scripture, uh, is this going to work for this series and this song? Uh, and then the next thing that you're looking at, uh, again, if you're a good worship pastor, so worship pastors, I hope you're good out there, uh, you need to double check and uh, listen to the song, read the lyrics of the song. Not, Don't just pick the song because it's got a good beat uh, and it's good for your vocal range, but read the lyrics and see, number one, are they doctrinally correct? Are they theologically correct? Um, there's a lot of popular songs out there that are not theologically correct and mm-hmm. uh, that we love to sing. And there are radio hits, and they've won awards. Um, and, and it's difficult when you are listening to people just sing songs that have incorrect theology. Well, let's name one. Let's put them on blast right here. <laughs> do it. No, yeah. no let's, let's not do that. Yeah. Not do yeah, that. Nah. Come on. <laughs> you said you wanted to... We can edit it. That's the subscription model right there. Really wants that K-Love sponsorship, so we don't need to We don't need to. Rough any feathers. We got yeah. a message on Sirius sure. XM in the back end. This is Music yeah. City. They may we come through up. here one day. We want them to come be on the podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so how far... How far out have you gone, like, as far as, like, planning? Uh, as in like, time-wise? Like, months, like months yeah. And so uh, here at, um, at, at Parkway, 
Uh, I am usually about six to eight weeks planned out. And uh, that's usually a a healthy range. And so your teams have two months to prep, uh, which takes out a lot of excuses with musicians (laughs) when they're like, I don't know the song. You're like, well, you had it for two months. And so you don't have any more built-in excuses. Um, I have been at churches where we've been planned out six months. um, And, um, and, and then we've also had seasons where we've been planned out the entire year. Gotcha. Now, the cool thing about when you can plan out that far is that if you have to audible and mm-hmm. you have to change something up, it's not as drastic mm-hmm. uh, to your team because they already know the plan and they know the majority of songs. But let's say the pastor says, ah, you know, I don't think this I don't think this song is going to work with where I'm going this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Then... I can sub in a song, and it's usually in a library that that the band already knows, so it's not a drastic change. So it's like, hey, instead of this song, we're going to do this song, and everybody's cool with it, gotcha. and you know plenty of time, and uh, it keeps everybody happy. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so, so the further <coughs> you cool. can plan out, mm-hmm. the more uh, success that you're going to have as a team, mm-hmm. and then the, the better your worship service will be as well, because churches... The churches can obviously tell when things are not cohesive, when right. things are not planned, right. um, and so and so we try and do a really good job where things are planned far enough out where the transitions are good on Sundays, uh, and it looks like you know the songs are matching the message. Right. So let's go uh, into your background a little bit. We know your background and yeah. your your family, but can you? Who is your father? What did he do? <laughs> and, and growing up, so this yeah. getting to the influence you had as a child. What yeah. kind of music were you raised in, church-wise? Yeah, so I'm a I'm a PK preacher's kid. For those that don't know the acronym, um, and uh, so I I've been in church ever since I was in the crib, and uh, I've always loved music uh, in the church, whether it was good or bad. I have laughed at a lot of bad singers. <laughs> um, which is why sometimes when teenagers sit down front, it's not good for vocalists because they will laugh at you if you mess up. Um, but no, I, I grew up, and it's funny when you're a PK and uh, your dad's preaching, but he, you know, like you're a teenager and he took your car keys away, so you're mad at him, so you don't want to listen to the message. So, <laughs> sorry, Dad. Uh, but... Uh, but you like the music, and so I always resonated with with the music uh, in church, and so so I grew up listening to a lot of con, uh, contemporary Christian music. Um, so the the Stephen Curtis Chapmans and the Michael W. Smiths um, that kind of kicked things off, and then DC Talk, and it was so cool to see like DC Talk be on the Tonight Show, and right. um, so those were big influences. Third Day was a huge influence on me, and Third Day was one of the first. CCM artists that came out with a worship record. Mm. So they came out with the offerings record. And then after that record, every Christian artist started making worship records. Yeah. And it, it still to this day kind of blows my mind that uh, worship music is on the radio because back in the 90s, uh, it was just, you know, it was Third Day, DC Talk and Newsboys. Mm. Uh, some of those bands are still around. Uh, but it wasn't Chris Tomlin. Right. And so when I first heard Chris Tomlin, I was like, oh, man, this music's great. But never would I have thought that it would be on the radio. Right. Um, so I listened to that. Uh, being from a really tiny town in Live Oak, Florida, uh, I listened to country 
And I learned in high school it was cool to like country, but you don't talk about it. You don't tell people <laughs> that you like country music. And so, so people can still tell that there's a little bit of toying in my voice when I sing. It's not heavy, but it's still there. And uh, a, a church that I served at, uh, I had a girl tell me one time, she's a teenager, She's like, are you are you leading tonight's service? I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, good. My mom's gonna be so happy. First of all, that makes you feel old, right there. She's like, <laughs> not me. What, right, my mom. Right. She's like, oh, good. My mom's gonna be so happy. She loves country music, and you're like the country one of the group. The and country, I was like, I was like, one. what? <laughs> it's like, I didn't no know. compliments anywhere <laughs> in this right. whole conversation. Right. And so, so from then on, uh, any planning that we had, because there were several different worship leaders on, on staff at this church. And uh, so everybody referred to me as the, the country, country one. Nice. You didn't wear the so, cowboy boots up nice. there, right? No, yeah. uh, right, no I did not. Good, so, good. Um, but, uh, but anyways, uh, so I guess that influence obviously bled in uh, to, to some of my worship music. But... But yeah, uh, that's what I grew up on, and uh, and singing old hymns as well. Uh, I mean, the '96 hymn book was the staple for us, and so <laughs> I always like it's it's like a party trick. I like to tell people, you know, like, "Hey, shine, Jesus, shine" is number five seventy nine, and um, uh, "Great is the Lord" is hymn number twelve. Like, I love going <laughs> through those. That's how much you know. Like, that's how you know you're a PK when sure. you have numbers, absolutely, hymn numbers <laughs> memorized. <laughs> Um, so a lot of that has just influenced me to where I am today. So I I love the new music. I love the older contemporary Christian music and, uh, and I love the, the ancient hymns as well. So I try and blend all of that together to, to get us a, a modern sound for today. One of the questions I wanted to give to you today was, so as far as having people on stage, you normally have a lot of different, like vocals, you know, being high, low, bass, whatever, what is your go-to, like, how do you set up for scheduling that, or how do you, yeah. like, and obviously, who's who's available to be there, right. but how do you normally try to set that up? So, what I try and do is I, I, I try, it's like a team, it's like yeah. a basketball team, like, what, what five best work together on the court, mm-hmm. and so, um, and so I try and do that with vocals, like, who works well together, yeah. who blends well together. And so it's it's difficult when when you're new and you come into a new environment and you've got a lot of vocalists. Yeah. You can kind of see in the past who has sung together, but then I also like to experiment. I like to say like, mm-hmm. okay, well these two ladies sound good together, but I think this lady if I put her with this person would sound even better. Yeah. Um and then you kind of have to um balance the stage as well when it comes to posture of worship. So you can't just think vocals, but you got to think posture. So somebody, you may have a big hand raiser, uh, <laughs> somebody that claps a lot, and you may have somebody that, that they're not comfortable doing that, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but to kind of balance out the stage so nobody's just standing there, really just like a tree, you want to find somebody that can balance that person out. Yeah. Gotcha. And so that goes into the selection of the vocalist as well. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing is blend, like who blends well together. So, gotcha. uh, so a couple of teams that I've put together, um, when you, if you come on a Sunday and you start to see like, oh, these three people sing together a lot. There's a, there's a reason there's behind, a reason behind that, that. Yeah. because they sound good. And so kind of like our Christmas day recording, uh, that we put out this year, mm-hmm. um, you've got Jason and Lori and Becca, they sound really good together. So the four of us blend really well together. And so that's why they're they're a team together quite a bit. 
um, because they sound good. So, and we're starting to get more people uh, that are wanting to sing. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a good problem to have because now it makes me go like, okay, we've got some some new people. So it's like getting a free agent. And so how are you gonna <laughs> how are you gonna? There's we can have sport references. Uh, no, for no, music no. All I know, I know you do. And, I know uh, you do. And so you know, you get a new person, and you're trying to figure out, okay, who are they best going to work with? And, uh, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So you've got to be okay to fail. You don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. And so put them together and see what happens. And if it doesn't work, then say, okay, this team doesn't work. Let me put this person with this team and see what happens. Yeah. And then once you find it and you get in that groove, then you want to keep that. And so it gotcha. just makes everybody happy. Not everybody's happy because sometimes you people want to be paired together. Like, oh, I want to sing with this person. I want to sing with this. I never get to sing with this person. And so there is a reason why. Uh, so I just thought you had like a twister board and you could put their names on each of the right. circles and just, just who's singing with who today? Yeah, right. Yeah. So talking about vocalists and musicians, mm-hmm. sometimes churches will have contract people that you yeah. pay to come in and do that. Most... A lot of churches, smaller churches especially, yeah. are all volunteer-based. But what's kind of the difference between the two, uh, other than one's getting paid, one's not? Right. Ooh, now we're going to get into the controversy, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's the thing. I've worked at churches that have contract musicians uh, that are basically staff positions that are paid every mm-hmm. single Sunday and paid well. Uh, and I've been at he churches. Pay, he pays me. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <Upstairs>. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> We're gonna have to, we'll have to talk about that. And he uh, pays me with compliments. You're pressing that mute button really well. Your hair, Brian, your hair looks great today. I'm wearing a hat. Uh, right. Oh. Okay, great. He wouldn't have uh, said that if you didn't have the hat on. Right, right. right? Yeah. All right, so, uh, and I've worked with churches where it's all volunteer-based, and uh, I, I get this asked a lot, like, what do you prefer? Do you prefer contract musicians or do you prefer volunteers? And I always frustrate people because I say both. Um, they're different, and that's the biggest thing that people don't realize. Contract musicians, a lot of times, have to. You got to figure out how to get them to buy into your church and what you're doing, the vision and mission of your church. Um, and because it's just a gig for them. Yeah, because if you don't do that, it is just a gig, and it's just a paycheck. They're there to play perfect, mm. sound perfect, collect their check. See you next Sunday. Um, volunteers. You tell a volunteer, like, hey, I need you. And before you can finish the sentence, they're like, okay, yeah, sure. What do you need? And you don't have to worry about them saying no because they're bought into the vision and mission of the church, and they want to see the church do well. And um, and, and that's their ministry. That's mm-hmm. their heart is for the church. And um, now volunteers may not be professional musicians, so you've got to spend more time with them in rehearsals. Uh, talking over parts. Um, uh, sometimes even there's some teachable moments, even though my, my motto is you rehearse, uh, excuse me, you practice at home and you rehearse at rehearsal. So you don't show up to rehearsal to practice. You mm-hmm. practice at home. Because if you show up to rehearsal to practice, you're just wasting everybody's time. Mm-hmm. Um, but with, again, contract musicians, you're paying them. So you expect them to play it right. as written and play it really well. And uh, in uh, a church that I was serving at, I had uh, a guy that wasn't really bought in, and uh, he's a paid guy. It would have been really easy. He was, you know, he was showing up late uh, to rehearsals and on Sundays, 
And it would have been easy to be like, hey, dude, hit the road. Like, right. I'll get, get another bass player. It's easy to find a bass player. I'm like, right. no big deal. And, uh, and But I didn't want to do that because I liked him. Mm-hmm. And so I knew as a worship pastor, I was going to have to step up my game and invest in his life. And so I knew he played at some shows uh, in, in the city we were in and uh, played at a jazz club. So like on a Friday night, I went down to the jazz club that I knew he was playing at. Mm. And he was like, oh, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm coming to see you play. Uh, and he was like, snap my fingers. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, and so that after after I watched him, that started a conversation. And that led to us going to grab lunch, and that's when he started kind of telling me more about his life, his wife, and his wife, uh, they had just gotten pregnant, and so he was looking forward to that. And I was like, hey, you know our drummer uh, has a baby, uh, and they're going to be about the same age. And Because he were, he wasn't connecting with anyone. Gotcha. Like, he would come in late, and he would just go sit by himself. And um, and so I spent the time getting to know him and, and getting into his life and so he was just like, oh, man, somebody cares about me. Like somebody gives a rip about what I do and who I am. And so, and it wasn't like a short turnaround. It took a while. Um, but probably a year later, I saw he was showing up on time. I saw that he became friends with a drummer because they found out they had things in common. Um I remember I had asked him to play for like a, a missions thing that we were going to do. And uh, I said, hey, it's, it's not paid. We just, mm-hmm. we need a band. He's like, oh, I'm not doing that. It's not paid. Psh, I'm not doing that. Bye. Huh. Find somebody else. I was like, uh. okay. <laughs> but a year later, uh, come back and I'm like, hey, man, we got uh, we got this thing. I need you to play. It's not paid. Sorry, I forgot. You know, you won't get paid. And he's right. like, no, 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 no. What is it? What is it? Huh. And so, and then he came and played for free. That's cool. So he started to buy into what we were doing and he saw that somebody cared about him mm. and didn't care how well he played the bass. They cared about him as a person. And so that's what you've got to do with contract musicians. And then with volunteers, you've just got to make sure that they're prepared. You get them their info that they need weeks in advance so that they can work on it. And then when you have rehearsal times, then you try and make it as good as possible. Mm. Uh, there are things that help volunteer bands as well, like uh, multi-tracks. Which multitracks? If you want to send a sponsorship as well, <laughs> that would be great. Mailroom um, at yeah. gps2god.com. Yeah, multitracks is great because you know not a lot of churches have you know two to three electric guitar players uh, on stage, and a lot of these worship songs you hear today have five, seven, eight electric guitars mm-hmm. layered, and so uh, so multitracks helps or any kind of tracks that you use. Loop community, I'll throw you a bone. Um, <laughs> Any of these tracks kind of help supplement uh, not having professionals. And it rounds out the sound and warms up the sound in the house Mm -hmm. so it doesn't sound empty. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we're now in an age of American Idol and, you know, the America's Got Talent where if it's not perfect, then find somebody else. Everybody's a judge. Everybody's a judge. And so they notice if it was just a four-piece band playing, it would sound hollow and empty and be like, well, that doesn't sound like what I listened to on Spotify. Right. Right. And uh, and so tracks help fill it up and make it sound really good. Um, now, my opinion of, of paid and volunteer, like I would always say I think, I think people should be paid for what they do. 
And when I talk to friends that work at traditional churches or just people that attend traditional churches that consist of like an organist and a pianist, and that's what I grew up uh, in, just having a pianist and an organist, um, they always tell me like, well, I don't think bands should be paid. Like you shouldn't pay bands. And I was like, well, do you pay your pianist? Well, that's different. I'm like, oh, <laughs> hold up. I'm like, no, it's not. I was like, you just have a different style of worship. Mm. And your band is your pianist and your organist, and they're getting paid well. Which, by the way, if any of your children want to get paid playing an instrument, and the organ is like, there's like no the one that does it anymore. Correct. So, if just Google how much an organist can make, and you will be astounded. So, because they're not out there anymore, so they're in high demand. But I always say, like, if you have. If you have people that are playing on Sundays that are giving up their time, I always say honor them uh, by doing something. And so I am never against uh, people getting paid on Sundays or having mm-hmm. contract people. Uh, with contract musicians and volunteers, talent breeds talent. And so a lot of times you get a contract musician who's really good, then that volunteer that's like, man, I'd really like to play guitar like that or I'd like to do that it sometimes gives them the confidence to take that next step to say like, Hey, what can I do so I can play up there like that mm-hmm. guy? And, uh, and that's how I've built a lot of volunteer teams is I, I will start off with a contract musician and then that gets other people interested in playing and helps your volunteer base Makes grow. Sense. Yeah. Let's keep the controversy train rolling. Yeah. Oh, you had one. I had a light one, but that's fine. Oh, you go ahead and go with yours. Well, I'm coming to you with this question. What? So, Yes. Fano's wife, Lori, has made multiple appearances on here. (laughs) She She is a vocalist and sings regularly at this church. Yes. What kind of complaints has she brought home that you've had to listen yes. to? Oh man, hold on, I got to turn my seat on this uh, yeah. right here. Hold on, let me get the about re- about Jay. So <laughs> Fano's beard just got a little bit wider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got a little bit wider. So Lori doesn't have any beef with Jay. What are you talking about? No, she I mean it doesn't have to be about Jay. No, from, no. Coming from the other side, what's something coming from the other side? Looking what, out what, into what's a complaint or or a that might be too harsh a word, but something that bothered her in some way. That maybe she talked to you about, and then we'll get a, the other perspective on it. Gotcha. Just just we're, about we're just about singing not, and just yeah, a, this uh, is not about Jay at all. In hers, anyway, so. <laughs> hers just more. Let me see how to say this. Yeah. How can I say this and not get in trouble when I go home? Yeah, this is going to be. Sorry, Lo. Well, you have like um, what, two weeks to prepare for this. No, 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 you're going to have to edit this. <laughs> out. No, um, hers is more like getting up and like the spirit is moving so much on that platform and to kind of look out and not see it kind of reciprocated back from the crowd. Yeah. Just kind of like a, yeah, just like a posture. Yeah. That's the, sometimes it, and, and it doesn't necessarily make her mad, but that's kind of like, Deflates the moment. I'm giving I'm everything sure. I can give. I'm getting I'm no, sure. there's no feedback. I'm sure he yeah. probably yeah that you're you you know you're singing you're in the moment and everything yeah. like that and it's not like I mean it doesn't have to be nobody has to be like turning over pews or anything like right. that but just kind of they're just kind of like a blank yeah. yeah which people worship different ways and that's yep. completely fine but just sometimes seeing so much of that and someone I guess not getting into it can kind of deflate her spirit a little bit to drag right. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. That, that's that, that's been the and that that's not you know it's not every Sunday or anything like that, but that's something that she's mentioned to me and stuff. So yeah. that might be why people sing on stage with their eyes closed. Which she does. Yeah. I mean, she she like, she does for real. Right, I, mean, I don't she, know if that's the correct thing. She sometimes but. will pan the audience and everything, but <laughs> yeah. but but most cases she's. She she does with her like her eyes. Oh, I've been on stage a couple of times for not for singing. He right. was and cleaning you, I, yeah. that too. And you it, you're completely <laughs> blind by the way because the lights are on you and you're like I don't even see anybody. So how? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, oh, that that would be one thing that she. That's a good she'd one. Probably. Yeah. yeah. That's a good. So I mean, let let's hear the other side of the story or, <laughs> oh, yeah. or a confirmation probably. No, um, it is definitely deflating when you are giving everything you got and uh, and you get no response. Uh, now, that's a cultural thing. Uh, so I've been in a lot of churches where um, you'll sing and they just stare at you and you're just like, is this bad? Like, do I sound bad? Like, is the band bad? What's bad? Like, shouldn't you be singing? And it's because they have become trained to, that's the way they worship is they just listen to you. Mm. And, uh, and again, it's a culture thing. If that's the way the church has, has done it for so many years, mm-hmm. it just becomes, that's the way we do things. Right. And, uh, and so you have to have a cultural shift for that to change, and that takes time. Um, I was at a church, I uh, served on a staff where, uh, it's, it's the church that I had, the the contract band. Uh, I mean, it was like playing with the roots every single week. I mean, I could just, I could, call, I could call out a song like day of, like Sunday of, and they'd have it like in a second, wow. uh, which was a great and terrible problem because I wanted to play every song. Uh, when you have a band that can play anything, it was amazing. But uh, I got there and I would sing and it's either myself leading or somebody else leading. I just noticed everyone was just standing there staring at us. Mm. And I was like, what's wrong with these people? I was like, this music's so good. Like, you should, you know, have a little Baptocostal moment. Like, get the flags out. Like, let's go, you know. And uh, and so I didn't understand. For those what of the you pro- that know what the flags are, that's, that's a great reference. Right yeah. 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 Google uh, Pentecostals <laughs> and flags, and you'll you'll enjoy it. Um, but uh, but I I heard from some people that because the music is so good, and we had some vocalists that probably could have been recording artists. Mm. It's so good that they just wanted to stand there and listen to them. Mm. And so I had to change the way that I chose songs to make it more participatory. Like I wanted mm. congregational worship to happen. I didn't want it to be a show. I never wanted it to be a show. Right. And so I'm trying to figure out, as a worship pastor, what can I do to get everybody in the room singing? Mm. And so some of those things are like change the key of the song. So a lot of times uh, the songs that you hear on the radio are really, really high for guys to sing. Uh, and and some of the female-led songs are really high too. So if, if we can't sing them as musicians... Uh, then the average Joe is definitely not going to be able to sing. So right. w- when I'm choosing songs, one of my mindsets is, how do I get the the average Joe who doesn't like to sing, that's got a really low voice, w- what song can I pick in the right key to have him sing with me? And so, and I do that for the ladies as well. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the songs that we sing are actually lowered a little bit, so it's easier for everybody in the room to sing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and again, that's not going to be for everybody because some people just can't sing. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but we try and make it accessible to everyone. 
Um, and then also, uh, you, I had to change up the songs to pick some songs that were still doctrinally correct, but easier to sing, that had rhythms that were easier. Um, like today, in today's music, Maverick City is like the thing. Mm-hmm. But a lot of their verses are hard rhythmically for non-musicians to sing because they've got some half beats and then they've got, they just have different rhythms that is really cool and really cool to listen to, but it's hard for some people to sing. So at, at this church, I made sure that we simplified some of the worship to make it accessible. Mm. And once we started to do that, then we saw a change. Oh. And I remember... Um, when I left that church, it, one of the greatest compliments I've ever received, it may be the best compliment I've ever received, um, was the pastor was thanking me on the stage for uh, teaching the church how to sing again. Oh, wow. um, because when I got there again, they didn't sing. And by the time I had moved on, I could just start the song and then I could have just gone backstage and they would have done the whole song for me. And, uh, and, and that's the goal. And, and that's why we get deflated when we see people not singing. Mm-hmm. And so, and you know, have to know in your church that hopefully you have a good worship pastor that's trying to turn that culture around mm-hmm. to make it more participatory. Right. And, uh, but yeah, it's tough when it's, it's been the culture for so long and people, and it's like you said, there's different postures of worship. There right. are some people that worship with all their hearts by just standing there with their right. eyes closed and right. not singing. Right. Um, and uh, but my concern for some people is, you know, I've talked to some young people, even in our own church, that are are scared to to let go in worship because they feel like they're going to offend someone mm-hmm. if they lift their hands, or I I don't want to mm-hmm. offend this person over here if I if I clap or if I you know ad lib something. And I'm trying to coach people right now and say, no, just let go. Mm-hmm. Like wherever the spirit is leading you, go there. Mm-hmm. So don't. Don't let that fizzle out. Don't let somebody, you know, giving you a bad look in the back of the room distract you or, or deter you from the worship of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so um, so it is tough uh, when, when vocalists put everything they got into practicing a song and it means so much to them and they were like, man, the church just really needs to hear this message. And then you get the message out and it's like, message not received. <laughs> and, <laughs> And so they left you on red, right? <laughs> so it's tough, um, but but that's the thing. That you it's you know it's like the little uh, uh, what is it from like Shawshank Redemption, the little uh, pick for the rocks, mm-hmm. a rock oh, shaping yeah, yeah, tool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's basically like having that and having to chip away slowly at old right. culture, so a new culture can come in. I'm sure that affects how you, I guess, choose songs. Yeah, because. I know you probably want to go maybe something like a doctrinal song that's mm-hmm. maybe obscure that everybody doesn't really know. Right. But then you want everybody to kind of participate and know to sing it well. Yeah. Which I think is cool that you kind of introduce the song and everything, kind of go through like new yeah. songs like that and everything. I'm sure that can be difficult in the oh yeah for sure planning and finding the right songs and yep. stuff. So. Yeah, there's a fine balance. Yes, that you've, sure. That you've got to um, like if you're. Uh, I mean, like one of our one of our little tricks is if you're going to introduce a new song, mm-hmm. then the song right after it needs to be a song that they know really well. Mm. And so, um, 
people, some people now just hate this song, but like I could introduce a new song and then the next song could be Good, Good Father. And then they'll just be like, I didn't know this song, but I love this song. And so, (laughs) and they're all about it. So, which, spoiler alert, we're doing a new song this Sunday. (laughs) There you go. There we go. And the song after it is one they know really well. So, well played. By the time this comes out, that'll be old news. (laughs) That's true. It already happened. It already happened. Yeah. We love that song. You can tell us what it is. (laughs) And it was great. We've sang it four times. I know. About Jump from the Chandelier. Yeah. Yeah. What what was your layup question you had? Oh, his uh, favorite artist, favorite concert as well. Ooh man, so, I, what's, I your, what's he, your favorite concert you went to last year in twenty two? I know he went to a good one, uh, <laughs> at least one good one that I was a little jealous of. Ooh, I don't know if oh, that was the, the McCartney. Oh yeah, mm. Paul, yeah. Sir Paul finally saw it. it was bucket, yeah. that was top five bucket list mm. in Knoxville. Ooh, that was good. <laughs> um, I don't know how many people uh, can be held in what is it thompson bowling arena is that yeah. the name of it yeah but it was over capacity so i do know <laughs> that i do know that but uh all right favorite artist oh my gosh i know it's tough mm, yeah because i've got a lot i'm sure i would probably say and oh man <laughs> give give us a couple i'll give you the one let's, the one that let's like, go three the, okay i'll give you three the the top one uh, I, if if my friends watch this, especially my music snob friends, they're gonna make fun of me so hard. Uh, I'm a diehard Third Day fan. Really, I love Third Day. So <laughs> nothing to be ashamed about. No, uh, that's not. no, that's not. I once tried to grow like the the Fu Manchu, like Mac Powell. <laughs> like I wanted to be Mac Powell, and it was so patchy and bad. It was so bad, but I love their music. Uh, I love it because you know it's Southern rock, and mm. so I love them. Uh, big Need to Breathe fan. Mm. Oh, yeah. um, and so Need to Breathe shapes a lot of what I do. And then I'll probably have to, there's a tie uh, for the third spot. Uh, I got into Brit rock uh, mm. quite a bit. And then yeah. also just like some uh, Irish folk music. So I love this guy named Damien Rice. Huh. Uh, he's an Irish uh, folk singer and Coldplay. Gotcha. So, and nice. a lot of people hate on Coldplay just because no. they're popular, and so they're still putting out hits. But <laughs> those three bands uh, and artists have definitely shaped uh, who I am and, and what I like to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, best concert uh, was I. I love the Paul McCartney concert, and uh, and I will actually have to say, it may not be my favorite concert, even though it was amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, it was amazing. But one of the best shows I saw all year was from a Christian band, We the Kingdom, really? at the Ryman. Huh. That's pretty cool. I was blown away. Like, yeah. I did not expect it to be that good. Right. And I was just like, from the set to the lighting, uh, the way they chose all their songs, and mm-hmm. they did an acoustic set. And I was just, I was like, man, these guys are the real deal. Huh. And uh, I mean, Ed Cash is a legendary producer in, in Nashville and has produced some of the biggest songs uh, that we still sing to this day. Like How Great Is Our God mm. is one of the songs he uh, produced. So he's in this band and a lot yeah. of his family members. So they're all phenomenal musicians. <laughs> and uh, But I was not expecting it to be that good, but it blew me away. And so That's I awesome. love that one. Cool. Nice. Big debate today in, in churches, modern... Music, con- you know, contemporary, whatever you call it, versus traditional. Give me your first thought, whether it's a word or a sentence, when when you hear this word. Yeah. Choir. 
uh, one word or a sentence <laughs> or whatever. Like <laughs> if somebody if if somebody was to walk up to you in the lobby and say choir, yeah, what what would be the thought that rolls through your head? Well, let's do it. And so um, people think because you know I'm a more modern guy that the choir is ancient. <laughs> um, I think uh, in the choir has made a comeback, but in a different way. Mm. And so it's no longer, even though there are some churches that are still doing robes, and but it's now become more of a worship choir. And so Passion does it, uh, Elevation does it, Bethel's doing it. And so it's just a massive amount of people on stage that are leading worship. And so, but they're not necessarily all singing parts, like you don't have the altos over here and the sopranos and... Um, you just have people up there that are just singing their hearts out. And because one of the reasons they're doing that is it gives another level of sound in the room, but also it's uh, it's a reflection of what you want your congregation to be doing as well. So uh, so with a choir, I say, let's go. Let's do it. See, that wasn't bad at all. This dude's a pro. It was I mean, he's a, he's a pro. professional. <laughs> there, professional dude right there, man. <laughs> All right, I, I don't know if there's a short answer or not, but mega church versus smaller church. We talked about contract musicians, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, but what is something maybe a difference um, or something that <coughs> most people wouldn't know? Uh, the mega church is just programmed to a T. Um, everything that happens in service, we've probably had about six meetings about it. Um, smaller church is just kind of, you know, off the, off the, off the cuff. (laughs) So, and, uh, so not as many meetings and, uh, not, not as much planning. Um, so mega church, like I know exactly, uh, the formula for how Sunday is going to run every single week. Um, I know how long I've got, like, especially if you're, uh, broadcast, like if you could be streaming to radio or if you're on TV, uh, you know your pastor may have 40 minutes, which means you probably have 13 minutes of music. Uh, and I've been told before, like, you know, I added uh, the just atmosphere in the room was great. And so I was like, let's sing that chorus again. And that was in the first service, and we had three services. And I remember a pastor going like, hey, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> so, because I was going over my time. And so uh, at wow. megachurch, you've got to hit your marks. It's so, a production. Yeah, so if your song is, you know, four minutes and 22 seconds, you have four minutes and 22 seconds. So if you want to ad-lib an extra chorus at the end, you better have that built into that four minutes. Or in your planning meeting, you need to say, hey, this song's going to be four minutes and 55 seconds. That way you've got an extra 30 seconds built in so you can do that ad lib. So wow. you actually have to kind of pre-plan those ad libs um, that a lot of people are just like, oh, I love when Bethel just like goes off the rails. That's planned. Uh, they they <laughs> peek behind the curtain right yeah. there. That's yeah. a good one. So Did you have they, like a counter or something like that oh, yeah. off to the side? Yeah, so you there's clocks literally. everywhere. Yeah. If you've ever wow. been to a concert, right, and you've sat maybe off to the side of the stage where you could view or mm-hmm. maybe up higher, you can see mm-hmm. Yeah, there's clocks that yeah. the, the yeah. musicians have. Yeah. Uh, so a big... Uh, tour around here is like that, I guess. Uh, Toby Mac. You know, Toby yeah. Mac does his winter jam or greatest hits, whatever his tours are, go a lot of places. Mm-hmm. 
they have a clock right there that they all stick to. And we sat on one of those concerts off to the side a little. And when it hit zero, they were like, good night, see you later. And they were out. Here comes the next group. We would tell um, the guys doing pre-service announcements, Mm -hmm. like, if it gets to zero and you're still going, we're cutting the lights and it's going going to a bumper video. Wow. And so they had they had five minutes to do pre-service, and right. you had to figure out like if you had gone over on one announcement, mm-hmm. and you would see the clock ticking, and you knew like <laughs> oh I've got I've got thirty seconds to do two more announcements, <laughs> and so they would have to rush it. And then here's one, look at your bulletin. Pretty much, pretty much. Everything that's else exactly, is in that bulletin. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, that's I, I think that's one of the biggest differences between uh, a mega church and a smaller church. Um, is just the programming that goes behind mm-hmm. a service uh, because it is such a it, it's like doing a concert uh, every single week and and I don't want to say the worship is just a concert because it's not but it's to that scale gotcha. where you know Toby Mac can come in and set up and so with us you got to program lights um, and the lights go with the music which is another reason why you have to plan out so far in advance. So you usually have a lighting director that is programming uh, your lights. Mm. Um, and then you've got several cameras. Like I think we had one, two, three, four, five, probably six cameras. Wow. Uh, you've got to make sure everybody's prepped on, okay, so the pastor's going to start here. He's probably going to move over here. Um, so everything's planned to a right. T. Wow. And uh, so, so, yeah, that's the biggest difference. So that's something that I even adjust to now right. coming from a really big church to a smaller church is I remember when I first got here, because I think at my last church I had had like five meetings, six meetings uh, in a week. And I, I remember asking Matt, like, so like how many meetings? He's like, one. And I was like, huh? That's it? <laughs> and so I was like, oh, okay. And so, but now Matt and I meet, you know, every week. And okay. uh, I don't think it's something he's ever done is we have a worship planning meeting where we do a review preview, where we look at the past week, what worked, what didn't work, what was missing, what was confusing. And then we look forward to the next week or the next two huh. weeks, what's coming up. That's what cool. do you need in your sermon? Do you need anything extra? Um, do I need to cut a song? Are you going longer? So... So we're now discussing everything about our services at Parkway to to hopefully make it, you know, seem like a really smooth service. Yeah. I preached a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Sunday morning, walk up and Jay's <laughs> like, "How long are you going?" And I, I told him, "I don't know what thought he had, but he gave me a look like, ooh, <laughs> uh. yeah, <laughs> like that it needed to be shorter." Oh, or yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. I don't think I went overtime, but no, but, gotcha. uh, he's he, a pro, he total like, pro. Need a clock? Need a clock for next time? I I would love a clock. <laughs> I mean, yeah. to be to be honest, uh, you know, just you doing, did great, by the way. Doing an you did great. Oh, you did fantastic. Oh, you did. oh yeah, you did. Man. You. Keep it you coming. Did. But uh, <laughs> I mean, even just doing announcements or something like. Uh, right. So the set, what you were talking about with Lori and just mm-hmm. zero reaction and right. coming back. Yep. Try doing that when people are still walking in the room and you're yes. trying to tell them something. Mm, and yeah. Oh, people that don't. Rough. People yeah. don't understand. Pre-service announcements is the hardest thing to do on sure. a Sunday uh, because you have to you have to figure out how to get their attention. Right. And so, and I've told. The, Sit down. Right. You can't do that. <laughs> but then they'll they'll do it in love. Right. Find a in seat. love. Find a seat. Yeah. I always say you have to. I thought Josh Wofford, um, who just recently uh, did announcements. Uh, did a great job because he mm. kind of started off with a joke. 
Number one, people started to get quiet because it was somebody different, too. Right. And they yes. were like, what's Josh doing yeah. up there? Right. But he gave a joke like, hey, uh, you know, you don't usually <laughs> see me up here, but please laugh at my jokes or this may yeah. be the last time. Uh, and then they're going to put me back on ProPresenter and I'm going to mess up the slides. And so everybody, w- they were locked in to what mm-hmm. he was doing. And so you have to figure out in the first 30 seconds, what can I say to grab their attention? Yeah. Because there's still going to be people that aren't paying attention, but what can I say, a story, a joke, something that is going to get their attention? And when you can do that, that's a masterful skill. Josh, they give you the first one free, buddy. Do it again. We'll see how (laughs) that goes. It's true. (laughs) All right. We're going to get out of here maybe on something a little lighter. You passed the test. Good job. All right. I, I, I meant to say this earlier, and I did not. I think Jay and every other worship pastor, worship leader, whatever title they have, is probably the hardest job in a church. Yes. Because everyone has an opinion on what you're doing. Oh, boy. Whether you're... Well, not even opinion, but like, hey, so in in the next couple services, I really, really like this song. <laughs> right. I really think we should play it. You oh, know? yeah. Request. How many, how many requests? That, that That's one question that I, well, that I did ahead. have. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Like how many like requests do you get? Do you like often? Like every something? Like do people like very often? Oh yeah. Email, text, emails, just tell, just I emails. Heard this they'll song. see me. They'll see me after services <laughs> and say like, "Oh, I really like that song you did today." But right, I would love right. if you would actually do this song. Um, yeah, I I get requests all the time, so <laughs> it's it's crazy. So I can't imagine. Yeah, can't imagine. Can't my imagine. my favorite came from. Uh, uh, a service was about to start, oh, and my batteries died in a pack. And it, this was not at Parkway. This was at another church. <laughs> and um, uh, I saw that my pack was dead, and I had to run. The tech booth was in the back where the batteries were, so I had to jump off stage, run back there. And this uh, older lady grabbed my arm, and she's like, hey, Jay, I got a question. I was like, okay, all right, great. Uh, I'm looking at the <laughs> countdown, and I'm like, I've got four and a half minutes. And I'm thinking it's like, how's your day? But no, it was, uh, hey, why, and this will be controversy, uh, why, why don't we sing more hymns? Um, because they actually teach us things. And I was like, oh, man, this conversation is not four and a half minutes worth. This is a way longer conversation. (laughs) And she was telling me some hymns she wanted to hear. I was like, man, those are great songs of the faith. I love those hymns. I do. I was like, but then I kind of turned it around and I was like, but did you know, like the song that we're singing today and the song was uh, The Blessing. Mm. I was like, did you know The Blessing is straight scripture from the book of Nehemiah? Mm. And she's like, no. And so I said, we're actually, the songs that we're singing today, a lot of them are just straight off the pages of the Bible. And so they're actually teaching us more than some of the older hymns that are not scripture. And I was like, and some of the hymns also are not necessarily theologically correct either. And we can get into that another time. You got um, two triple A's in your pocket. Right. And so, so yeah. So uh, Only but, got 30 seconds later. But that was the craziest song request uh, wow. moment that I've ever had. Wow. So, um, nice. But yeah, so that was, that was fun. Sounds right. like it. I got one more question. Go ahead, man. All right. So you're on stage. Yeah. You're about to go. Mm-hmm. Actually, you are going. You're already about to, you're getting prepared. You're ready to go. We're, we're going and all that kind of good stuff. And then yeah. all of a sudden, something tech doesn't work. Oh, yeah. Happens what, a lot. What, what is your process? Do you have a process that you do on stage to kind of make it look like it's not, like we're not having problems? Yeah. But we <laughs> are so having problems. 
So, because yeah. you do a really good job, by the way, on yeah. stage keeping that under control. That's experience because <laughs> early as a as a younger worship pastor uh, is definitely you have freak out moments. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like uh, when I was interning at a church, I I did the sound guy, so dirty. Um, <laughs> the lyrics went out in the back. Okay. And uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, we have this thing we call it the confidence monitor. Mm. And it gives us the lyrics. And so, and some people are like, why don't you memorize your lyrics? I was like, well, we're playing different songs a lot. And I was like, and so. Well, you plan on that. You right. plan on knowing the song. But exactly. Just, oh, yeah, I, I almost messed that up. Good. So, <laughs> so I always like to look up because I, I do my best to try and memorize the songs. But I like to get that first word. And that first word cues me. And so I was interning at this church. And it was a, it was a larger church. And uh, the lyrics were out, and countdown hit zero, and it's like go, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> I have, and the and the band starts playing, and I was like, I don't know the first word of this song, and uh, and I and I kind of froze, but then, and this is where I made the sound guy look so bad. I started just mouthing it and singing it, but oh. nothing was coming out. <laughs> like you're muted. Like I'm muted, or my batteries are dead. <laughs> And so, and so, oh, so, I'm, fantastic. so I'm just like, and I'm like, and then people, people are turning around, looking at the sound guy going like, sure. turn him right. up. Like we can't hear him. So you know what we I know when you said that, the first thing that comes to my head is Chad going, oh no, and running to the back. Exactly. Exactly. So he's like, I see him at the board, like, probably like, I just, over like right. Oh. And, uh, and so, and then when it got to the chorus and oh, what well, I made it worse because I even pointed at my mic. I was like, oh no, what's wrong? What's wrong with my mic? Yes. And so, and then when it got to the chorus, then it clicked, and then I started singing. And then he's like, I don't know. I just, and then people are like, thanks. And, uh, and to this day, I still have never told him <laughs> that I did that. Because he's like, man, I'm so sorry. I don't know. Like, you weren't muted. I don't know what happened. I was like, man, I don't know. It's crazy. It's like a glitch or something. So so I did that. Um, oh, that's, that's so good. Yeah. But, uh, but as I've gotten older, I just kind of roll with the punches. And so a lot of times people like, like to see you be human. Mm. And so... Uh, when you're perfect all the time, it's uh, it's like a machine, and so they like to see. Sometimes, if you stumble, it's like, oh, okay, they're they're human, they're normal. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, here at Parkway, we even had a moment. I think one time, I don't remember what wasn't working, but I just had to stop it. I was like, and I kind of made a joke. I think I think uh, the tracks were down, or the laptop died, or something like that. And so, and I just laughed and I basically did like an old Mike Myers SNL thing uh, where I was like, hey, you know, talk amongst yourselves, you know, Rhode Island's neither a road nor an island, discuss. And then people laugh and then you go fix the issue. Right. Um, so I do that now. And then some things like you just have to, that's the biggest thing is just roll with it. Like mm. nobody expects perfection. And right. if you're trying to be perfect, you yeah. will mess up. <laughs> yeah. So strive for excellence, not perfection. And then you'll have a successful service. Well, sure. let yeah. them know too, how good it is normally. Yeah. Right? Right. And you're like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, this is, yeah. you know, once every four months right. something goes wrong <laughs> exactly oh, okay well yeah. these people are hitting it good yeah right. got a great batting average over yeah there. <laughs> so kind of running off of that when you were on stage with amelia i can't remember how, how it was a few weeks ago or maybe longer than that you were muted in house but on mm. facebook you weren't 
because I had you unmuted, and I just remember listening to you going, hey, can you all hear me? Amelia, you're doing great. What's going on here? Like, you just kept on saying it, and I'm like, that that's perfect. I love yeah. that stuff. Yep. Well, I, so I was going to have you end with a, a funny story or something, but I think you just nailed it. Yes, you did. That's hilarious. So that was it. So support Fun. your uh, worship leaders. Yes. They, they, they need have it. A, they yes. have a hard absolutely. job. Absolutely. Pray for them. Yes. Pray for, for sure. Absolutely. Jay and anyone else would love your request, but do it <laughs> in the right way at the right time, not on a Sunday morning before worship. Starts. While he's yep. singing, raise your hand. Yes. <laughs> not not like, I, I need you right now. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Thank you, Jay, for yeah, all thank, that thanks you for coming. Absolutely. Appreciate it. All thank you all for having me. For, and for and us and yeah. just everything. Yeah, I know it's, it. It is a tough Thank job you. because everybody has an opinion and yeah. everybody, yeah. Yep. you know, that's why there's 400 different kinds of music on the radio. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every person in the room wants something different. But, Very true. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, thanks for coming. Uh, you got a Bible verse? What was the one you said? At the- John 3.30. He must become greater, I must become less. There it is. And that mm-hmm. fits in Simple perfect. And well said. So walk in the room, whatever they're singing that day, you sing right along too. Amen. It's, it's about God, not about you. But... Uh, <laughs> You know, we love you. God loves you more. See you next week. That's it. That was fun. Good. Yeah, man. He's sick all the time. He's not sick. <laughs> He's not sick. Something's Something wrong with man. him. Who's that? Uh, He's always. I'd worry about He's him if he wasn't sick. <laughs> it's like, He's sick. All right, we're good. Right. If he's got a sickness, we're good. (laughs) Thanks for listening to GPS to God. Make sure you leave a rating or review on whichever app you happen to use. Also, find us on YouTube and be sure to subscribe to our channel.